know, I kind of messed up the intro to this interview, and I sounded like a newbie. She is my first interview. But she is much more than just a comedian friend. This lady has been in my corner every step of the way. And I really hope you enjoy this interview with Miss Anita She is a gem. She is fun. Please enjoy. From my electric razor. <laughs> but you know, the, the, I keep thinking about that microwave. I read in the newspaper that microwaves make men sterile. And I can't get that out of my mind. I mean, how do you prove something like that? <laughs> I was married for 49 years, and I know how sensitive you men are about your private parts. And, and I'm just trying to think, which, which man among you here tonight? Well, well maybe you. Uh, <laughs> Consent to test this out. I mean, really, who would agree to put the boys in a microwave? And how would you shut the door? And then there's that little turntable. It's just, just one of those mysteries of life. Hey, everybody. My, new, my guest today is the one and only, very, very funny. I've worked with her for, yeah, that many years. Um, Miss Anita Milner. I love her. I swear to God, I do. How are you doing today? I'm just, I'm, I'm getting by. I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I got up this morning. That's always good. That's always good. <laughs> By yourself? Well, the cat, when the cat licks your face, you know it's time to get up and feed him. <laughs> so I, you've been doing comedy now for how long, Anita? I start, I'm 87 years old and I started, I went, started law school in my forties and law school was so horrendous that I took up comedy just to relieve the stress because Law school was really bad. I wouldn't. Glad I, I'm glad I went. I'm still a lawyer, but uh, so I've been doing uh, comedy and a lawyer for over uh, 30, 36 years, thirty-seven years. That's pretty good. That's that's that's, that's really good. Yeah. I <laughs> I have I have no interest in going to law school. I had no interest. Everybody told me that I should have been a lawyer because I like to argue, but I had. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I always needed the last word. <laughs> I never. That, oh, my grandkids should have been lawyers too. <laughs> but I was raised in that era where we were told that kids were seen and not heard. And you didn't listen. I didn't know. I, I was too busy talking. <laughs> oh, no, it's. Oh, so... I, I I do a, and I I must say in my defense, I do a very peaceful area of the law. I. I, I do wills and trusts, and oh, it's very okay. peaceful. It's very gratifying. Uh, I, I couldn't do criminal defense or divorce or bankruptcy. Uh, 
I, I just I just couldn't do it. So I'm glad I did it. I'm, I'm glad. It was worth it, but it sure was hell at the time. Now, when when did you do that again? When did you go? I became I actually became a lawyer at 50. And so I've wow. been an attorney 37 years in, in the state of California. Wow. And California is not easy to get your law license. It's, no. Oh, oh, you would bring that up. Uh, <laughs> it, no, it took me two tries, but um, you take bar review classes. And the first time I didn't pay attention. And so when I failed the bar, uh, the next time it wasn't cheap. So <laughs> I paid attention the next time. And, and uh, I'm, I've never regretted it for one minute. Well, that's good. I, you you have that solemn word. I, I couldn't be a divorce lawyer, like you say. Uh, the, 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 I couldn't handle that. I, I just, I remember one time I was working security in, a, in the hospital, and it was right after 9-11. Oh. And I got stuck in a, in a hospital room with two brothers, and they were both 5150 patients. One, oh. was one was suicidal, and one was homicidal. Good grief. Now, I, now it was not after 9-11. And I said, no, hell, uh, uh, I am not staying in here all night watching these two brothers. I don't so I said, I said, because they're, once they're put on a 5150 hold, you have to sit there and watch them. You, you have to. And I said, I looked at them, and they weren't playing with a full deck. They were like 52 cards shy of a deck. <laughs> and I said, what? Why are you here? He goes, well, I'm homicidal, and he's suicidal. And I said, well, why don't you just kill him and we can just call this thing a day? <laughs> uh, no, you wouldn't, have much, you wouldn't have made much of a lawyer. I'm sorry. You I just fight, I'm just happy fighting that middle ground. <laughs> don't, don't, don't blame you at all. No, I, I, and I don't blame you. I, I couldn't, I, I, I wouldn't want, I don't go to court ever. Uh, uh, that. I, I don't have to appear in front of judges and nasty, nasty people. So I, I, I can, I can see why you didn't want to do it. Um, I have to say that you were one of the few that came and visited me after I was shot. And for that, I thank you. I, and I was remembering it. Did I bring you C's candy? You did, and I couldn't I chew. I couldn't, I couldn't open my mouth. To open. I was like, I just, I just sniffed it. Your wife, your wife was happy. Your wife. Yeah, was she was. She yeah. knew she could leave it on the table and knew it was safe. <laughs> I, I remember that horrible time, Java. That was. And crazy. then you brought me a, uh, you brought me, um, Mr. Milton's uh, joke book. Uh, oh, who's, who's? Uh, Milton Burrow. Oh, Milton. Oh, yes, yes. King, King, it was King that. Burrow. Yeah. I know. I know. It gave me a hernia. So. <laughs> No, I, oh. I I think you were amazing during all that. That, that got, and when you when big, you showed up, it's Bubba. You got big ones. So when you showed up and you were trying to do a uh, a trust against his house or whatever. Oh, remember that you were trying. But I was so between cops and lawyers, I was so lost those days and weeks and months. Oh, like I, I had. I couldn't, if somebody was telling me the sky was blue outside, I, I would literally have to go out and check it because that's how messed up I was back in there. Oh, I mean, I I'm still messed up, but. I, I don't know how you got through it. 
I just don't know how he got through it. It was just appalling. And to read about it, that happened to someone I know and, and cared for, it was tough. Wasn't your grandson one of the first uh, medical? He's a paramedic. He's a paramedic in Arkansas now, so he's a paramedic with an, with an accent. But uh, he's... No, they don't enunciate the words. <laughs> they don't enunciate the words. They don't enunciate. <laughs> they don't just run together like that. We ain't just going to go down there and bum them. Yeah, it's weird. I can say that living in Oklahoma. I can, like, Arkansas, that's a hard R up there. That's a hard R. Hard R. <laughs> and he loves it. My daughter's there, too. They just, they, they love it there. They love they loved California, but they they had to move. So that Arkansas is uh, and they could live on their social security in Arkansas. They couldn't. My daughter and her husband could live on social security in Arkansas. But anyway, we we play. Well, you said dealt. We play the cards we're dealt. Yes, we do. And I just yeah can't ask why it happened. It just to what extent? What what now? Like what? You can't just sit and suffocate yourself. You no. can't just. Because that stuff gets old after a while. It it, just, it does. Now, you talked about in your you talk about in your um, skit. You were married forty not forty nine years. Forty nine forty nine years. Forty nine years. And he was in the military. Oh, he was a former marine. What you, I, I think you're not supposed to say for once a marine, always a marine. But he had been a, a marine in Korea, and. Uh, in those days, the Korean War, you only had to serve three years. So he served three years and and got his honorable discharge. But uh, he was he was a great guy. I great guy. I don't regret a minute. So I see your I saw your picture on Facebook where you had a lot of your brothers also served. Uh, I had three brothers, and and my three brothers each served in a different branch of the service and of course my husband was the fourth branch of the marines we didn't have anybody in the coast guard but <laughs> but we we uh we uh and, and i wasn't about to i wasn't about to enlist and, and do the coast guard stint but uh proud of all of them proud of all of them was now see i don't want to say you're old and you have more life experience than me but well, you've I, seen more you've God, seen more than me <laughs> the picture I love, i've seen i've seen god what <laughs> me too darling me too what what era like i i look around and i and i see the news that's going on now and i'm i'm a history buff i i love history and i look back at the 60s and 70s and i look at now and i don't think we're quite there yet because the 60s and 70s was a lot going on yeah. Is that an era that just, when you look back, do you just think, wow, a lot went on? Like Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, like a lot of uh, JFK, Bobby Kennedy, like that all. Remember, yeah, those, but you took them as they happened. You never thought, of, I mean, uh, you didn't think, well, this must be the end of the earth. Uh, this is, you know, it's over, but. You just took it as it happened. It was you're just glad it didn't happen to you. But I do remember each of those events. You remember what you were doing, and uh, how how it affected you. And uh, I think <laughs> we uh, I, I think 
JFK, I remember we didn't have any TV to watch for days. And after a while, you, you kind of got numb and thought, bring the TV the hell back. But um, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was really callous. But it was a horrible thing. I, I had campaigned for Kennedy. I was young and uh, I, I wouldn't campaign for any party now. But uh, I was a, we didn't know he kind of fooled around on his wife then. We, we, did, we didn't know about that. So we, we thought Kennedy was wonderful. And uh, it, was a, it was a terrible tragedy. So Now, was his brother more out, like was Bobby Kennedy, that one hurt more than uh, his brother, uh, John F. Kennedy? Like for him to get gunned down in a hotel oh, in the yeah. cafeteria? Because he was the one that was trying to, wasn't he the one that was trying to finish what jo what his brother had started? I, I think so. I think so. But it was and just, then, it, we just couldn't believe it. Just could not believe it. Um, but it, it just. Because no. that, that was their name. If you look now at the Kennedy. What? I'm sorry. If you look back now at the Kennedy's name, you see all the tragedy that came yes. with it. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't like a big shock. Like when. I guess my big shock was when uh, Junior died in that skiing accident, or was it a, hell, a plane crash or something? Airplane, he yeah. airplane accident. Yeah, that was. Just, I mean, you just thought, how much more can these people take? How much? Right. Uh, but it just, I don't know. What was what was your favorite era? What was your what was the t where you could say, all right, let me take that time and go back to that. I, you don't realize it at the time, but it's your teenage years. I was born in 36 so and got married in 54. But you don't realize what a good time you're having. And uh, you could do about anything in, in high school. I mean, we had dances and dating and parties. And uh, I didn't, I wasn't, I, I didn't get caught up in the marijuana. And maybe might have. I had a little bit to drink in the back seat of a car, but I, but I, uh, I think in my whole life I've had one joint, so um, we weren't into drugs. But uh, it, it was fun. You'd bunch of kids pile in a car, go to go to a drive-in movie. It was a really nice time. I imagine, well, happy days is probably what I would say it was like. But you or don't at the time. You don't know it at the time. I wore glasses. I was sure my life was over. No boy was ever going to marry me because I wore glasses and you got zits and you just, I mean, you were suicidal, uh, zit, you know, zits. And the world's going to end. And the world's going to end and the boy doesn't ask you out. I mean, you just have these tragedies all the time, but then you look back and you had more fun than you, you, you had a wonderful time. And I've had, uh, I still have uh, my best friend, Mary, She's as old as I am. She lives in uh, La Jolla and, uh, oh, Point Loma. And uh, we're still wonderful friends. I never, I never remember a harsh word that we exchanged with each other. It's, life, life really was fun. It was a lot of fun. And, and uh, your parents were good people and uh, gave you good moral standards. And I didn't know we were poor till years after I got married, <laughs> <laughs> but we were poor. But never went hungry, never went hungry. So, yeah, it's amazing. My my grandparents, um, my grandmother was born here in Oklahoma, and my grandfather was born in Arkansas. I say that again. My grandfather was born in Arkansas. 
Oh. And my grandmother was born here in Oklahoma. You know how to speak it. So. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, but they came from uh, big families. They had 12 in my grandmother's. There were six boys and six girls wow. in my grandmother's household. And there were seven in my grandfather's household. There were seven siblings. So back then you had a big family, but only like a one room shack. Oh my God. And you were making five cents a day in sharecropping. Like my grandma came from Oklahoma where the thing that drove her out of Oklahoma was the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression. Right. Like Grapes of Wrath. Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, that was that was my yeah, that was uh my side of the family there. That's why they call me Bubba. That would yeah, that is from the South. I I do remember that's from the South. But uh what what made you get into comp? I mean, you said it's to de- you're de-stressing from a high, where it's just tedious, or you have something, you oh. want something new to do with a hobby, is is kind of like what you said. Yes, and and that's kind of a reason I still perform because I love what I do. I love as a lawyer, but it's fun to go and perform and have a whole different group of people. They have, they're not my clients. They're just people who co- have come to laugh. And I, I, th- I think most of it, we don't, comics don't get paid much unless they're big time. But I think I would perform free. And, and I think a lot of us comics would, but we, we do get paid. But it's just the hearing people laugh and, and say something that's funny. It, it uh, it's very rewarding. I, I, I hope I keep my mind long enough to keep on. I've always liked that part of comedy. It wasn't the laughter. It wasn't, it wasn't the shaking of hands or it wasn't promoting. It wasn't writing. I always liked the behind in the green room, talking to other comedians and finding out what made them right. I, because they thought like me, they said, they said shit that I was like, Oh, wow. You did say that. I was thinking the same thing. I, you can see off the wall stuff and, and 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 they understand it and i don't i really i don't recall in all these years i don't think i've ever met a comic i didn't really like that i didn't like there we're nice to each other we're encouraging i don't know if it's my age or not but no one ever a comic never says anything snarky to me and uh not because you hold your own you 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 hold your own Absolutely. I feel I feel on an equal equal basis with with the other comics. And uh, so it's it's fun. It's fun. Well, when you see a comedian get out of her car and she's parked in the handicap spot, you kind of go easy on her. I'm just saying. Say that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you see a comedian get out of the car and she's parked in the handicap spot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you kind of go easy on her. <laughs> like, okay, make a wish. Let her come up here. <laughs> well, it's the walker. It's the walker because <laughs> walkers are weapons. I can run over your foot and break a toe. Just so, just behave around me. Behave around. <laughs> you took the tennis balls off. You took the tennis balls off. <laughs> I don't have the tennis balls yet. But oh dear God, please don't let me do the tennis balls. <laughs> yeah. Is it- Forty-nine years now. A lot of people won't. A lot of people won't see that. A lot of people that are together nowadays, they won't stay together that long. 
Oh, or they're more, or they're like marriage isn't what it used to be. My grandparents were married sixty something years before, they, but they came before the children came. Right. Nowadays <laughs> they don't do that. So. It wasn't married out of necessity. I, I was. <laughs> sometimes it, the person was. Sometimes the person was. Yeah. If yeah, two two a.m. in the bar and you're by yourself, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Do you have children, Bubba? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Are you looking for some? Like, no. <laughs> Lord, no. Lord, no. no. Forty-nine years, though. What? What was the? I know you pick on your husband oh, about the, the about but, the sleeping and the snoring and the. the now is that real? Now is that? Dear God, yes. Uh, it was just terrible, and but. To his credit, I could give him a knee in the back, and he'd turn on his side, and uh, and he'd always say something like, "Oh, what are you picking me for? I'm never going to get back to sleep. I'm going <laughs> to." He'd start right back up again. So no, he. But you, you know, after a certain amount of time, you realize you probably made the right choice, and. Uh, are you just coming to realize that now? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. This was some time, not last week. Not last week, <laughs> but uh, no. It, it after you've been married a certain amount of years. I mean, you you you're tuned into each other. You know what each other likes. Uh, I oh my dear God, the thought of starting over and trying to break somebody else in. Well, that that just becomes really horrific. You just so it was a nice and uh, something nice uh, when my husband got diagnosed with the the glioblastoma. He, which is fatal. Um, our daughters put together a 50th anniversary party for us uh, in about two weeks. And it was the most wonderful party. Uh, he was still, he was still functioning well. And we got to see all our friends. Everybody got to, it was a happy time. Not, people weren't walking around moaning and it was a lovely gesture on my daughter's part, and or our daughter's part, and um, it was a, a lovely way to say goodbye. Lovely way to say goodbye. Yeah. Now that, that's nice and depressing. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but forty-nine years is a long time, and I don't think that people put forty-nine days into a diet anymore. Yeah, but you know what? I I must tell you, since I do trust. And nobody ever does a trust until they're practically terminal. Um, the I meet many, many couples with long-term marriages. Many, uh, just a lot. There's a lot coming out of there. There's a lot of them out there with long-term marriages. Are they coming out of Hemet? Pardon? Are they Are they coming out of Hemet? Uh, <laughs> I get some from Hemet. No, but I I would say Elsinore, Elsinore, and uh, no, I do get some from Hemet. Uh, but there's just lots of there's lots of long term relationships out there, and uh, <laughs> they come to they like seven, heads up seven up in class like okay time to get one time to get a living trust <laughs> and they know it they they've been needing twenty years so yeah but they don't see I didn't have when I was shot in the face I didn't have any of that I didn't have a living trust I didn't have a will I didn't. I thought I was going to see Saturday. I thought I was going to see Tuesday. Just fine. You know what I mean? Like, gonna you live. take life for granted. Yeah. Going to live forever. 
yeah, just, I don't know. You, Let, you were lucky in a way. You were lucky in a way. It was on Easter. It was on Easter, girl. It I was, Bubba, I did not remember that. It was. It was on Easter. So I kind of make the joke where I, Jesus wasn't the only one who raised up that day. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Oh. That's a morbid sense of humor. <laughs> well, it's kind of bad when the devil don't want you and God's like, not right now. Like, yeah. He's giving you another chance. He's giving you what? another chance. Oh, that's, I, I think that's my last chance, though. I, I really do. I think that's it. I don't. I can't ask for another one. <laughs> You're never going to have anything like that happen again. Good Lord. Where is that guy now, or can I ask? Am I allowed to ask? Oh. Uh, doing 136 years or 163 years in prison. Oh, that seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's 50 now, so I'm kind of rooting for him. He only has to serve 85% of his time. Oh, well, well, that's there's a goal. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. <laughs> there's a goal for you. God. Anyway. What, what, my favorite TV show growing up was Andy Griffith. I I I have watched the reruns of that. It was it was great. It sounds pretty hackneyed when you watch it now, but it's still <laughs> wonderful. It's still it's still fun, old fashioned values, and uh, and of course Don Knotts is just amazing. So. I that is the one guy that I truly even when he stopped doing the Andy Griffith show and then went on to make like Mr. Limpet, Shakiest Gun in the West, uh, the Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Uh, where he goes up to the, where he's the astronaut, where he, <laughs> he gets sent up to space. He's in the astronaut. But all those were fun. Those were, I don't think the Andy Griffith show could have been without Don Knotts. I, I don't, it, I, it wasn't the same after they got Warren in there. Um, um, and then they went with get Ken, Ken Berry, the guy from uh, Mama's. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. The, the original, the original few first seasons were wonderful. when it was black and white, right? The yeah. black and white ones. I I never watched the color ones. It, uh, I'm old enough. The black and white looks like home. <laughs> what what show? What variety show or sitcom kind of piqued your interest of learning how to tell? Because that's where I learned how to tell jokes. That's where I learned how to not walk on my audience or let that joke lay out there where I can get as many laughs as I as I possibly can. Kind of like with you and that that uh get microwaves give you sterile. Microwaves make you go sterile. Microwaves and then yeah. Then you set up okay, they get the how would they the boys get that in there? Right? And now you let that let them think about that. And then you come back with that how they get the door closed. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's where I learned how to tell jokes is because you don't run over yourself. Yeah. You you let that lay out there. Where did you learn that? What I don't know. I I, I don't know. And and with me, that thing didn't that little bit about the microwave didn't just come out full blown. First, it, it just evolved, and I added added the the other lines later. And well, like when I talk about. Um, I, I, the only way I could sleep with my husband was to fantasize about ways to kill him. Well, then 
later on, it came to me during a set. And I said, and I just said, well, uh, uh, and now that he's gone and the police have closed the case, I can share my secrets with you. That just came. Sometimes, sometimes they just, the lines just come and, and you're so grateful because you <laughs> because they laugh. You laugh. And we try stuff on stage and you just wonder, okay, I'm going to throw this line out there to see if it sticks or to see if it, yeah. if I need to throw it away. So and, that was just basically how you came up with that. And some you do, some you do. They just, you think they're funny, <laughs> but uh, the audience doesn't laugh that much. And well, and of course you've got this picture in your head of, of something that's funny and other people are saying there, say, what in the world did that woman say? Because <laughs> your age catches them off guard, doesn't it? Yeah. You play that age card, don't you? And that's, and I do, and I get away with a couple of things that I probably shouldn't. Um, and every once in a while, I, I say something I probably shouldn't on stage, but I, I, I'm embarrassed that I can get away with it because I'm old. And, uh, and I have a little family anecdote I've started, I'm not going to tell it tonight, but um, that I've started telling about using the F-bomb. And uh, uh it, it it goes pretty well, but I'm still ashamed of myself. Because <laughs> you don't you don't work dirty. You're not you're not, not a dirty comedian. You're not. And and but sometimes when you're uh, like um, if if the other comics are are pretty pretty, I don't I don't want to say dirty. I mean, but if they're no, pretty, they are. Racy, racy. If they're pretty racy, sometimes then you throw in something yourself because if the audience is laughing, they'll know that, that, that they'll laugh at you too. And uh, But now um, I'm doing a show next week with Mark Christopher Lawrence and he works very clean. So I already know that I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to violate, not that he'd have a fit. But I know that he, they expect clean from Mark Christopher Lawrence, so I, I will work clean. Oh. I, I just watched his uh, Seinfeld, his Seinfeld episode where he's in Seinfeld and he's the luggage handler. Oh, Mark Christopher Lawrence? Yes. No. Yes, he's in. Yes, he's in Seinfeld. Oh, I did not. I'll have to tell when, him. When? No, he he knows. Trust me, he knows he was in it. Yeah, when, I yeah. No, I'm sure he knows. <laughs> Mark, I had you were on. <laughs> yeah, he was the luggage handler when Jerry and Elaine go to check in and to their flight. They check their baggage in, and he just picks it up and flings it, like just chucks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's hilarious. But he's good. yes, he's good. I, I had him on a show with me one time, oh. and a kid from college or high school came and watched the comedy show. And he said, can I get your autograph? He walked up to me and wanted my autograph. And I said, you don't want my autograph. You want his. And it was Mark Christopher Lawrence. Oh. <coughs> yeah, you don't want mine. You want somebody that's been in something. Go get his. <laughs> he's amazing. He's, he he, he's very funny. Very he's not, right off the... He's, a, he's an excellent actor. Just, and he could do serious. He could do comedy. He's, he's. Uh, I respect him a lot, a lot. You got to work with you and me. Have worked a few times. You've always been in my corner. You've always came that's, out. And, that's how we met. 
you, you you've worked some shows that I should never have asked you to work, like the one uh, the, I had. I don't remember. The, it. the one at the the theater, the Hemet Theater. Oh. We had Zoltan, and then we had uh, what's it, Charles Fleischer. Yes, well, I remember uh, from Roger Rabbit. Yes, yes. I wish that th that theater kind of kind of sold me out. They were they were in it for themselves, like they sold tickets, and but then didn't give me the cut of it, and then wanted more money at the end of the night. No kidding, I did not. Know it was that. horrible. It was it's like they lost that theater and everything. They the people that were running it, they were horrible people very horrible oh. and you know as a comedian you're just trying to start anywhere you're just trying to get your name out there and get built up and you don't and yeah you're gonna run across people that are just in it for themselves but i'm i've never what i never was i would like i said i was always in it for the other comedians and talking and, and picking their brains and it because i always liked that camaraderie no, I always and I wouldn't do what you do. I wouldn't produce a show. I'm just so happy to show up and take my check and, and, and go home. <laughs> that to me, I was a privilege to be on the stage with Charles Fleischer because I I didn't even know he did stand up, and of course I knew about Who Killed Roger Rabbit, and uh, that was just to me. See, you're you're suffering, and I'm having a good time thinking. Oh, I got to work with him. <laughs> Yeah, I was, it, those aren't fun. They're not like, because you're a young comedian and you're like, I'll jump through fire for this. Yeah. I will do anything. And then you start to look back and like, wait a minute, my writing suffered, my jokes, my stage time, my, because I'm so into it for the money or so into it to build myself up that I needed to stop and be like, hey, one day at a time. This is a journey, not a marathon. It's not a, it, it's going to take some time to get doing. Like, I don't know anybody else that was in comedy for two years and then said, hey, you know what? Let's book a theater. Like, or not even two years. I was in it for like a year and a half. And I was like, let's do a theater show. Gee, I know yeah, I, I didn't know that either. Oh. I just, I, because I, because I thought I wasn't getting booked. So I might as well book myself and book all my friends. So that's what I started doing. And I just, I'm glad I did it. I'm just, I was, let somebody else do that. Let never, somebody else have the. Dreamed, I never dreamed of all that. That's, well, and you know who I, and you know Johnny Herrera, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. he, he, I admire him so much because he books shows in venues all over this county. And he and he's he has un he has boundless energy. He just he makes me tired. He's so energetic and enthusiastic, enthusiastic. And I wouldn't do what he did if you held a gun to my head. But uh, he yeah. seems to thrive on it. He seems to thrive on it, and he has uh, people love him. So I don't know. Anyway, I I love Johnny. He I. I did a lot of his shows. He did a lot of mine when I was starting out. He was he was always on mine at like Aces and stuff like that. Now, where, like, did you? He was like Rocky Osborne. He gave a lot of us. He gave a lot of us stage time that, and we appreciate it. We do appreciate it. So, and now he's doing stand up. He was a disc jockey. And right. He,
he just headlined at the Ontario uh, Improv within the oh within the last month for his 40th birthday, I think. Yeah, he's been doing it for quite. He's been he's been doing his own gigs for a while now. Like he's oh. been. Yeah, I just, I just admire him. It's just been fun to watch him, watch him do all the work and the hard stuff. <laughs> show up and get paid, like I said. So. Did you, did you ever take courses at Aces? Did you ever take the uh, stand up course or anything like that with Rocky? Oh, I took the improv classes that were run by. Uh, uh, yeah, I I did those, and those were uh, very rewarding. And the thing is, with improv classes, you build friendships that I'm still friends with. I think everybody that was in the in the class, it just it was. Uh, it was a great experience, but the classes lasted really late at night. I was I was up after my bedtime, but it it was still worth it. Those but those stopped when COVID came along, and yeah. never never came back again. But Rocky uh, opening Aces was just it was a real comedy club. We were all so excited because Aces was a real comedy club, and it broke our hearts when he. Uh, when he walked away from it or didn't renew the lease or whatever happened. But uh, we really, we all appreciate Rocky too. Yeah, we do. I, I especially, cause I, I used to host a lot of those open mics, a lot of the open mics and they were three, six, seven people in there at the time. Like that was just the audience members back when it was just beginning and I would host it. And I, that, that taught me a lot. Oh, because you had to break that fourth wall. Now everybody's doing that type of comedy where they're picking on the audience or they're talking to the audience. I was doing that back in 2013. Oh, like that was because there was there wasn't anybody in the audience. So if you just went up and did your set, you didn't feel like you were really connecting with that person. So I wanted to break that wall and try and just bring them in and just here be part of the show there's only six of you here so you might as well just start talking to them <laughs> and there are a lot of comedians that are headlining now in big places like uh taylor tomlinson walked up to me taylor you, you remember taylor tomlinson never for oh she was she's still amazing yeah she walked up to me and she goes you're funny i said thank you she goes how do you how do you pick on the how do you do that audience crowd work and I said, I don't know. It just comes out. It just, and she was like, wow, you're really funny. And I was like, so are you. You're really, really funny. So amazing. But she, I think, started with Rocky. I think she was one of Rocky's uh, disciples or I think, I'm not, I'm not quite well, sure, but I. More, she started off more as a Christian comic with Karen Robertson, uh, Karen, you know, Karen Robertson. Um, but then, of course, she's more mainstream now. And, and, and a little more That's earthy, right. she more earthy in her in her act, but she is good. No matter what she she tries, it's she's good. Yeah, she's really. I I really enjoy her Netflix specials and stuff like that to see where she started to where she is now. Yeah, it really it, it like wow, that's really because she was a worker. She was she was doing three four shows in a night. She was she was driving either uh, Temecula. Then she would go down to San Diego to the La Jolla or the Comedy Palace. I guess it's now the mic drop. Like, 
she would she would walk up to me, Bubba, can I go first? You got another show book, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. And I need to get out of here early. <laughs> okay. But she wasn't really my she wasn't my guest spot because she was really funny. So I had her book like you, like a headliner that could do 15, 20 minutes easy. And she just was like, Bubba, I need to be out of here in like 10 minutes. Can we get this going? <laughs> okay, okay, Taylor. Okay, calm down. But I I'm really grateful that what comedy has rewarded me with, I, the friends that I've made are, are priceless. Let me just say, you are one of them. You, oh, I, you, I feel the same about you, Bubba. And I, I love you to death. I really do. I, for everything that I remember the bar shows that you'd show up for and it would be like three people in the audience and you'd look at me and be like, Bubba, we're not doing a comedy show tonight, are we? <laughs> like, no, you get back to your Mustang and go home. You <laughs> Oh my goodness, my famous Mustang. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I did want to uh, sort of stress, I guess, comics. Sometimes people who want to be comics thinks, think they have to just show up on stage with a full set. And I think it's important for people who, who are getting started to know that really you only need three or five minutes because there are open mics all over the place. And that's where you get your chops. You you go to the open, you find out what's funny, throw out what isn't. And um, you don't have to show up with something that could go on to television. It, it's, it's a learning experience. And I think that's important that we still, after all this COVID and everything, there's still open mic places for, for starting comics, for beginning comics. And we're doing, I'm doing open mics now. I'm still doing like uh, bar shows and stuff like that because that is really all they have out here. They have one comedy club out here in Oklahoma City, and that's it. Where are you? That is, I'm in Oklahoma. What? <laughs> I am in Oklahoma. Now, 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 now. Yes. No I've lived in Oklahoma now for since no. 2021. I never saw you move, and I never gave permission. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Kidding, Bubba. I did not know. See, I missed so much. Um, I, it's okay. It's one of my spells. Uh, I did not know you in Oklahoma. So, what are you doing in Oklahoma? Now, tell me. Say it again, because now I comprehend it. What I was saying is that there are a lot of open mics out here in Oklahoma, a lot of bar shows, and that's really the only place that you can get up and do comedy is because there's only, there's only one comedy club in Oklahoma City, and that's it. Nope. There's just one, right? And uh, it's and it's I don't want to say it, but if you're not into that click, if you're you know what I mean, if you're not in that click, you you're not going to get any stage time. Right. So it's kind of like you have to do your own thing. And that's what I'm doing here, my own thing. Like California priced me out of the housing market. Like we couldn't afford to live in California. I understand. I understand. We just are not. And our landlord that where we were living, he got cancer and he was dying. So it was kind of, uh, I'm dying and you're moving out. <laughs> okay, here we go. So that's that's really why we had to go. I did not know that. Okay. Well, but we have a big, beautiful home. We have a, it's on a corner lot. We have tornadoes that I do not like. Uh, 
I drove lame. But no, and see, that's why my daughter uh, is so happy back in Arkansas, because they can afford to live there. They can afford to live there. And it doesn't mean they don't love California, but um, they just c couldn't afford the lifestyle that they have there. So. I was born and raised in, I was born in Hemet. I was I lived in California all my life, 42 years. And then they said, okay, we're going to pick you up and move you back to where your grandparents started. I was like, I was like man. I was, I was hesitant. Now, were your kids grown or did kids go with you? I have, I'm a stepfather to one daughter. Oh, okay. And she's, she's 26 and she moved out here six years before me. Oh, okay. so she had she was living out here with her husband, and that's kind of why we chose Oklahoma, honestly. Uh -huh. So that's that's the reason that we moved out here. Okay, well, we were we family's it. Family's important. We don't see her though. We we're out here, but we don't see her. We I might mean, she might call, but that's about it. But we're here in case she needs something. Oh, and see, I called my grandson tonight, my IT grandson, for help. I may not see him for a month, but but I communicate. And he helped. He helped me get on tonight. That was great. Now that's the grandson you talk about in your in your stand up. Uh, the one, well, and and I, I might as well mention that I talk about my seventeen year old grandson who lives with me. Well, that seventeen year old grandson who lives with me is now thirty something. But he stays in the act because it's he works better as a seventeen-year-old kid, and now he's a police detective in Omaha. But uh, he's he's long gone. But in my act, he he's still there, and he's still shaving his body in the bathtub and filling it full of hair. But uh, the so, old spice a lot as a comic. You lie a lot as a comic, and and never Phyllis Stiller. She yes. Fang was her uh, her husband, and she and Fang got divorced in real life, and she never took him out of the act, and he sued. He sued her for that, and he lost because they recognized he's just a character. He, no right. one thought that, that Fang was a real person. So that's with my 17-year-old grandson. He's just sort of mythical out there. Now that's the same thing with uh, Bernie Mac. Bernie Bernie Mac, yes. you remember him? He was in Kings of Comedy. Now yeah. his he talks about his sister's kids that he had to take care of. He even got a TV show on it, where his sister was a crackhead and she had he had to take in his three kids and well those kids were made up. There were no kids. There were no. Did they ever exist? No. At least my no. grand. Did exist for <laughs> he did. Yeah, they, but he, he made a lot of money off those kids. He got a TV show off those kids. And I bet they never got a dime off of him for <laughs> didn't have to if they weren't real. They're so right. if he got his his daughter, he when he passed away, I guess a lot of people were coming up to her and asking her about the other kids that lived in the home or whatever. And she uh -huh. basically had to say, There are no other kids. It was all a skit. It was all a lie. And there is no other. I'm the only one. <laughs> so lying's okay. And, and what is it called? The willing suspension of disbelief. That's, that's yes. What, you, you, willing suspen suspension of disbelief. 
is what it's called. And that's, we're storytellers. That's all we are, is, is storytellers. And we have a few, don't we? We have a few of them. We sure do. We sure do. And I yeah. love you. I, I appreciate your time. I really do. Well, I really. You. This was fun. I didn't know I'd have so much fun. And, uh, and I, did, I didn't say the F word once. Oh, good. That's good. Oh, farts. Okay. <laughs> So, I think that's more offensive than the other one. But uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you. For out here. I'm I'm so glad that you could oh, sit down and figure so, out the technology and all. The now I'm never. I'm so glad you uh, you did this because I'll I'll probably never see you again. But I'm glad you're happy in Oklahoma. That's. I that's said I was in Oklahoma. I didn't say I was happy. I said I was in Oklahoma. Oh, all right, all right. All right. Okay, let me let me uh, sit here. I love let you. Me, I love you too. Don't wait, 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 don't close it. Hold on one second. Hold on. <laughs>